Welcome to the Teacher Transition Podcast, where we celebrate the amazing things former teachers are now doing outside of the classroom, and where teachers who are considering making a move of their own can find the resources, guidance, and support that they need to take their next steps. I'm your host, Allie Parrish, and I'm so glad that you're here. Welcome back for another episode. I hope you've had a fantastic week. I was so happy to see so many of you at the summit this last weekend. For those of you who joined the live sessions, loved having you there. And weren't the presentations fantastic? I just loved it. Thanks so much for being a part of it. If you were not able to join, we still have the replays, including the replays of the lives available for you and all of the resources that were in the summit. Um, You can get those for a limited time at teachertransition.com forward slash summit to get all of that there. Okay, let's hop into today's episode, which is a little bit of a continuation of last week's episode. So last week, I shared a letter with you from, or an email from a teacher who is in our membership. And she's also in the instructional design course, and she's getting just personalized feedback, help and support as she goes through the course. And she shared some of the challenges that were coming up, not really anything about what she wants to do next, not anything about instructional design, but more so about self-doubt and about concerns um, and different struggles that she was having. Okay. And then we covered one of those topics in last week's episode. Well, today we have a couple more exciting aspects about this. One, we have an update from her. So I'm going to share a different email from her at the end of the episode. So stick around for that. And let's go ahead and jump into kind of the next section or the next topic that she brought up in her email and in what she needed and what she was expressing. Because I think a lot of us, right? A lot of you out there have some of these same concerns. So Let's jump in by rereading the letter that she sent, the email that she sent, and then we're going to focus on the next topic in that email, and we're going to discuss how you can overcome that hurdle and that challenge this week. Okay, you ready? Let's hop into this letter. Here's what she said. Hi, Allie. I'm having a bit of a crisis this week, and I'm trying to manage it, but I was hoping you may have some tangible, actionable advice for me. I'm feeling really stuck and dealing with lots of imposter syndrome things. I was doing so well in the course and plugging away. Then life happened and I haven't been able to focus the time I would like to on it for the last two weeks, which is this whole ugly conversation about priorities swimming around in my head. That's just a different story. LOL. The end of the school year is creeping up and I'm just feeling all the things. I know I'm resigning in May, but I feel like I'm not ready but I am. I've got all my ducks in a row. Okay. That was the topic we talked about last week. That's item number one. We can check that off. That was last week's episode. Here's item number two. She said, I really haven't figured out what I want to be when I grow up. And the last item, I don't feel like I know enough about instructional design to be able to fake it till I make it. Okay. 
Now you can replace the words instructional design there with whatever you want to do. Okay. If you want to be a freelancer, if you want to be someone at a museum, like an education specialist that helps everybody at the museums. If you want to work at a library, like whatever it is you want to do, replace that right there. Okay. Let me restate that sentence. I don't feel like I know enough about fill in the blank to be able to fake it till I make it. Okay. We're not, we're not going to be talking about that one this week, but we are next week. So stick around for that. And then she closed it by saying, I'm sure all of these things are familiar to you. And I thought you might be able to just give me some direction. I am really overwhelmed right now and I'm getting in my own way. Okay. Do you guys ever feel like that? Getting in your own way, being overwhelmed, having some sense of self-doubt, not really sure of, I mean, is this even what I want to do? I don't even know what I want to do, right? So many aspects of this email just stood out to me knowing that so many of you feel a lot of these same things. Okay. So today we are going to focus on how she said, I really haven't figured out what I want to be when I grow up. I love how she said that. Okay. So what do we do if we're not sure or certain or positive or a hundred percent confident that we know what we want to do? Now, you know that I love good stats. So let's start off with a couple of enlightening statistics. A recent Gallup report on the millennial generation reveals that 21% of millennials say they've changed jobs within the past year, which is more than three times the number of non-millennials who report the same. Okay. So the rate of change is becoming more and more. That's the stats on it. Now, I want you to think back to college. Do you remember when you were choosing a major, like what to study? Maybe you were like me and you were really sure and certain that it was going to be education, right? And obviously that changes later in life. Not a problem at all. It's good to go with it, to roll with it. But what about people and, and what they graduate in? Like how common is this? Well, a lot of the statistics show that only about 27% of people, right? About a quarter of people work in the field that they actually graduated in. So what we're seeing in different areas of research is not only is there a lot of change of, of job to job, but there's a lot of change from what people graduated in to what they do next. When I went and took a lot of surveys on myself as far as figuring out what I was interested in doing next, it showed very clearly when it came to elementary education, which I was doing at the time, that although I was very interested in that, when I was 22, I was not, although I was, I was still very skilled at working with children and at education, the skill versus the interest, my interest when I was in my higher 20s, my interest of working with children day in and day out was not what it was when I was 21 or 22 or 23. That's not a bad thing. That's just how it was. Other skills have been developed and it's okay to follow those things. Okay, let's go ahead and move forward. Like she had said, 
what do I do if I don't know what I want to do when I grow up? So we are going to briefly go over three tips and action items for what to do when you don't know what to do. Tip number one, tip number one, choose to do something rather than choosing to do nothing. You've heard of things like analysis paralysis, or maybe you've heard the statement of indecision is the worst decision. Statements like this can almost cause us to pause and to do nothing and just self-reflect on, oh no, am I doing this? Am I overanalyzing this? Am I? They can cause us to pause in our tracks and to a degree that's good, but we really want to move past that. We want to move forward with things. One of the biggest paralyzers out there, sure, there's analysis paralysis, but really one of the biggest paralyzers is perfectionism. It's one of the hardest things that holds so many of the teachers that I see in our membership and others back. But the teachers in our membership, they're moving past that because they are choosing to do something. They're getting help. They're getting support. The momentum, all of it, it's carrying them forward. That's great. So you guys, we're going to move past perfectionism. Guess what? It's okay to not have a perfect plan and still move forward toward whatever is best for you. Forward is the right direction to head and clarity comes through action. So as far as action goes, what can you do specifically? Well, that leads us to item number two. Clarity comes through action. Even if the action is a tinge uncomfortable. Okay. So what actual actions can you take? There are so many things you can do. Some of them, as I list some off, you might think that sounds comfortable. I'm okay with that. Or this or this. Yeah, these ones are okay. I might list others and you might think, no, just thinking of that almost gives me a little bit of anxiety. Okay. Identify what feels really comfortable to you. Identify what feels like, oh, that's a tinge uncomfortable. Start with what's comfortable and just keep in mind that clarity comes through action, even if some action is a tinge uncomfortable. Okay. So here's some of the actions that you can take connecting with people, networking, reaching out to people who work in a field or at a company that you have some interest in. People are okay talking about what they do, they actually usually enjoy it. They feel like, hey, someone's interested in what I do, right? They love connecting. You can connect with people, okay? An informational interview is what you can call it. Set up a phone call. Maybe go grab a bite to eat together, whatever you need to do, okay? Another action item, take an online course. Maybe it's on LinkedIn Learning. Maybe it's a teacher transition resource. Jump in, hop in. You can do it from the privacy of your own home, right? You can take it on your phone, Listen to an audiobook. Do something to learn to expand your understanding about the field or the options that you're considering. Okay. Maybe it's gaining new skills related to what you want to do. But take an online course or access some online content or on demand resources. Maybe it's an audiobook, whatever it is. Take something that helps you learn and develop in that direction. Okay. Next item take some surveys to identify your strengths. 
research-based ones you can find in the Find Your Next Dream Job course that comes inside of the monthly membership. We have so many of those resources and activities in the first half of that course, which helps you identify what you want to do, what you would enjoy and love and be good at. Another action item, you can take the quiz at teachertransition.com forward slash quiz, and it's going to auto-generate some options that relate with what you're indicating that you're interested in or skilled at, okay? Now, all of these things that I've mentioned so far are in a phase of things that we refer to as a research phase. These are all good things to do. I did these for an extremely long time. They all build self-awareness. That's all going to play into your success. But at some point, it's time to move beyond the research and go into, not not just stay in the research phase forever, but move into the action phase. Okay. Now, this doesn't have to be things that are overly intimidating. It can be simply attending a summit or an online conference or an in-person conference. It can be attending or accessing the on-demand resources in the summit that we just had. It can be more networking and it can even be looking up job options, right? Some of you might feel like a little anxious about that. Like, wait, 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 like, I don't know that I'm ready for that, right? It's okay to look at job options, right? To explore. This is, this is not a bad thing. What about actually applying to a job option? Okay. If you see something that you like and it aligns with your goals and your interests, maybe you're thinking, well, what if they actually want to interview me? Well, you could do what I did. You could take a half day sub and go and talk with them. Well, what are my coworkers going to ask? Well, you can just say, I have a personal appointment. And really, a lot of coworkers know that you don't ask about what a person's doing with their time, right? Just, I have a personal appointment, okay? But what if right? All of these what ifs. Some of these what ifs can be like speed bumps. What if it actually all goes well? Okay. That can help some of the speed bumps go away. But let's talk about a few more concerns too. What if they actually, what if they, what if I apply? What if they want to interview me? What if they actually offer me a position? Well, if you want to take it, you can take it. And if you don't want to take it, you have the option of declining it. The ball is still in your court regarding your future. When you take action, you're simply deciding to be the one behind the steering wheel, okay? Instead of letting your course be determined by others around you. You are still the one in charge of your path. When you go from the research phase into the action phase, you still get to call the shots. If offers come your way, if interviews, whatever it is, you still get to be the decision maker. You don't have to take anything, but you are going to learn so much through seeing the job descriptions, through applying, and sometimes seeing, wow, I'm not even, I'm not hearing things back. Okay. At that point, we want to work on the resume. We want you to take the resume workshop that's in the membership different things that are going to have you help you have success. Okay. Just because you apply to something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come your way. Now it might, you might go to the interview phase and then you might 
have to decide about an offer if something's there, but you don't have to do any of this alone, right? You know, you hear me, I know that you hear me say that all the time. So you're just choosing to be the one behind the steering wheel. The ball is in your court and you get to be the decision maker here. We're just moving out of the research phase and into the action phase because clarity comes through taking action. Okay, let's go to our last point. Item number three. We hear people talk all the time about having a growth mindset. I want you to have a growth mindset about your future. Keep in mind that more opportunities come after your first opportunity. So what if you don't know exactly what you want to be when you grow up, right? What if you are given a job offer and it's for a job and you're not 100% sure if you're going to love, love, love it? What if you take it? And what if you don't absolutely love it? Okay. What if it simply builds your network, builds your experience, builds your confidence and builds your resume? If you didn't love, love, love it, but if you experience those other things, would that be a failure? No, not at all. Okay. Now I'm not saying just take anything or take something that if you're not going to enjoy it, right? I'm not saying that at all. But what if you take something that doesn't pan out to be the best thing? Okay. Just one example from my path was one of the places where I worked not too long after transitioning from teaching. It was in a new role that I'd never had technically before. And did I have a ton of clarity about what the role was going to be like? No. What the workplace was going to be like? No. The only time I'd ever even stepped a foot in their building was when I was interviewing, right? First time I'd ever even seen where it was located, right? Did I know that I was going to love it? No, I didn't. Okay. Did I know that it would be a great opportunity? No, I didn't know whether it would be or not. Did I know that I'd be good at it? No, but I had an idea that I'd be good at it. I thought so. Made a lot of sense logically. So how did that actually turn out? So a lot of the coworkers there weren't all that jazzed about working there, right? Some of the coworkers weren't the most happy-go-lucky, like positive to be around kind of people. That's okay. The company had a pretty high turnover rate, especially in certain roles. In talking with coworkers, it was clear that employee satisfaction there wasn't great. Was that a failure of an opportunity? Should I not have taken that job? No, not at all, right? It was still a very good thing for me. I learned a lot there. I gained so many new skills. I definitely built my resume. It built confidence in multiple, multiple ways. I contributed there really well as an employee while I worked there. And then when other opportunities came about that were great and aligned with what I wanted to do, I graciously and appreciatively moved on and moved forward. That opportunity and working there was not a failure at all, even though it wasn't, you know, dream job in a lot of ways. It was a springboard, not a landing place. Okay. Even though I didn't love some aspects of working there, I will always be grateful for that opportunity. And you know what? 
it wasn't the number one place on my list to work. And it wasn't the number two place on my list to work. But it helped me gain certain skills and experience and build my resume in a way so that I, in the future, sometime after this, I was able to work in that job number one and job number two that were at the top of my list. So pretty awesome. And those companies really appreciated that I had worked there. Okay. So I want you to have a growth mindset about your future. Some growth mindset statements about work and about future include things like, it's never too late to learn something new. It's okay if I try something new. At least I will learn something new through it. I appreciate that I'm going to learn through this experience, through doing this, through trying this. I can always improve at something if I try it. Okay, I'm going to model my work and model what I do after others who are successful in what they do. It's okay that you're not perfect at it and that you don't know how to do it perfectly. Okay, and then you can learn through what can I do better next time? What have I learned through doing this? Just a lot of very kind of affirmative statements that are also growth mindset kind of statements. I want you to take those, harbor those inside, apply them to what you're doing now and apply them to your future embrace the good that is yet to come, even if it is still yet to come. Okay. This is going to fuel the fire of hope and encouragement, and it's not going to be fluffy. It's not just going to be wishy-washy. It's going to help you have a right mindset, open mentality, even if you don't know exactly what you want to be when you grow up. Because when you take action and better action comes with an open growth mindset, Clarity comes, confidence comes, learning comes, and progress comes. Okay. So I told you at the very beginning that I was going to share with you an update that she sent in an email. Okay. Ready? Here is her update. Here's what she said Hey, Allie, I responded to someone looking for insert the job role that she wanted there. He wants to meet with me tomorrow. I'm sure it's just like a screening interview, but I'm still so excited. I can't believe that I actually made something happen. I have you to thank for this. I will let you know how it goes. I honestly am just so pumped that I got someone to talk with me that it doesn't matter if it turns into something more or not. You guys, I was so excited to receive this email from her. Do you love that line of how she said, I can't believe that I actually made something happen. Boom, you guys, that is personal initiative. And it's not just personal initiative without preparation. She's done so much to prepare for this. So proud of her. So excited about it. Okay, do you see how she made that happen? The actions she took, she's learning, growing, expanding herself, even with the unknowns. Okay, so excited for her next update. And who knows, maybe we'll have more from her in time for our next episode. Okay, you guys. You have a great week. Identify the actions you can take to create the confidence you want this week and for your next steps. And I will see you in the next episode. If you missed our summit, go ahead and you can still access the replays for a limited time. They're at teachertransition.com forward slash summit. You can hear from former teachers who now do different things, everything from ed tech to working at home as a freelancer in a variety of roles. You don't have to do this alone. You're going to do it more enjoyably, comfortably, and confidently by doing it together. It's at teachertransition.com forward slash summit, and I'll see you in the replays. This episode may have ended, 
but connecting doesn't have to. Join us on Facebook or Instagram and get the support and inspiration you need in your personal educator path. If you're loving the podcast, help us spread the word. Leave a review or screenshot the episode, share it on social media, and be sure to tag us at Teacher Transition. Who knows? We may even feature what you share on our social media feed too. Until next time, teacher friends, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the upcoming episodes. Good luck with the great things you're up to right now and keep looking forward to the amazing things to come. Oh,